Welcome to the Fashionista Life, where we talk about fashion, interior design, parenting, and everything that encompasses the lifestyle of a fashionista. You can't help but smile with our host, Jennifer Johnson, a true fashionista and lifestyle expert, coming to you live from Naples, Florida. Welcome to the Fashionista Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Johnson. If you find yourself here, it may mean that you're looking for courage, clarity, or confidence in some part of your life. I interview experts in business, fashion, and life each week and share strategies for success, motivation, and mindset. Let's get started. Today, we welcome back into the studio, Sue Zumstein with Quest. It's a Collier County program that provides resources needed to send hardworking students to four-year colleges and universities. It was started 25 years ago to help students achieve their goals of attending college. And we talked about this in the last podcast, but 100% acceptance rate into colleges with the Quest program. Absolutely. It's pretty remarkable. Well, you know, the the students that we're working with are motivated. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the goal and the direction that they want to go in. And with more than 4,000 colleges in the United States, students, I think, have a lot more choices than what they realize out there. But I have to tell you, you know, we touched on this briefly earlier. The number that's important to me is that I have to look for this year because students are just now graduating. But last year, our four-year college graduation rate was 96%. Out of the students who attended Quest? Yes. Wow. And that's what's important to me because statistically Mm -hmm. in the United States, it's nowhere near that number. And so I always look at the graduation point of, okay, every year you're in college, you're paying more money to be there. Every year you're not pulling out in four years, you're paying more money. Mm -hmm. And think about it from a financial standpoint, you're also not working. Mm-hmm. And and I I joke, you know, I appreciate the seniors and the stress that they have all gone through right. and applying oh, to college. <laughs> but I hate to say anything, just wait till you get to the point where your kids are finishing college, whether that's undergrad or grad school, <laughs> oh. and they're working on getting a job. And the pressure that, that they feel as young people and that you feel as a parent mm-hmm. is a whole nother level compared to what it was as we just went through the college application process. Right. I mean, we're talking, you know, look at their student loans. They're looking at, oh my gosh, the it's, the debt's piling up and and I this is my life. I have to get this together. A hundred percent. Now, I have to say the majority of our Quest students never take loans. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. But I think there's also that, you know, we're heading out to the world. We're getting our first apartment. We're thinking about paychecks. You're thinking about those responsibilities. And I, I, you know, we certainly talk with our kids at Quest about the fact that, you know, the lifestyle you're living now versus that your parents are providing (laughs) for you. That's the key here. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Versus what it may be if you're completely on your own. And we really want them to have that reality check. That's going to be the interesting part is like, but I've always had my Frappuccino every morning from Starbucks and now I can't have it because yeah, so I have to pay for it. We're spending $300 yeah. a month on coffee. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think that reality check we we hope settles in sooner rather right. than exactly. later. Oh my gosh. Well, now that we're talking about that and let's say your junior and your senior, they're rounding that home plate, right? They're, they've either... There, there may be, they ended their junior year, they're starting their senior. What do they do? What 
what's the game plan for junior, senior year? Because we kind of talked about freshmen. It all kind of starts there, and they have to make sure that they keep getting good grades throughout their whole high school career. Mm-hmm. But now, as juniors and seniors, we're we're rounding that home plate because you apply for college with your junior year scores. Correct. But so the college applications come live August 1st. Mm-hmm. Most applications are due by November 1st. So what we just finished doing at Quest was sitting down and meeting one-on-one with every single junior family. And a few things that we really target to try to make things easier. Are they an SAT kid or are they an ACT kid? What's the difference? How do you know? Well, so there's what's called a concordance chart. And so we make sure that all of our students by their junior year have an SAT and ACT scores back, two official tests back by April 1st. Okay. And then what we have been doing for the past six weeks is meeting one-on-one with all of those rising senior families saying, okay, I'm going to look at the chart, same chart that the Mm -hmm. colleges use. Which test is your test? Because the sooner we can help the students narrow down which one is their test, then we have come up with an individual plan for every family. Here's what you're going to be doing all summer. (laughs) (laughs) You're studying. (laughs) Yeah. And are you taking the SAT or are you taking the ACT? And there is not, each test is not offered every month. So what we have done is come up with a personalized plan for every individual student saying, here's what we want you to do for prep. And here's when you're going to retest. And if you need to, you can retest here and here, but you can't retest here and here. And that's important for the kids to know, to be able to structure out their summer. I had a student yesterday said to me, well, I want to get a part-time job. And I looked at him and I said, well, I want you to put four more points onto your ACT mm-hmm. because then that gets you $6,300 a year in bright futures monies. Mm-hmm. Where could you work part-time this summer that you could possibly earn that much right. money for four years of college? And he went, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, so let's frame it, it that way, 100%. Yeah. So that we want the kids to take ownership of this moving forward. Right. They have to be here. I'll use a quick example. We had a terrific student who is now graduating. And last summer, he came into Quest Monday through Thursday from 9 to noon. Graduating high school? Uh Uh-huh. He's graduating high school. He was in for six weeks, Monday through Thursday, 9 to noon. He put 11 points on his ACT score. 11? 11. And wow. it changed the colleges of course it did. that he could be applying to. And it changed the amount of money he mm-hmm. was offered for college. Wow. Yeah. So I know after COVID, we heard a lot of schools going test optional. Talk about that. Are there still schools test optional? Is that a benefit? Is it a negative? Well, that's interesting. So as we all know, our Florida State universities never went test right. optional, nor did Bright Futures. There were some schools that went test optional for admissions, but not necessarily for merit scholarships. I see. There's a difference. (laughs) There is, completely. So when I did the webinar the other day with Boston University, Northeastern, and Tufts, they have all been test optional. They are continuing to be test optional. But statistically, um, 
anywhere between 40 to almost 60% of the students that they just accepted in this applicant round, they accepted with scores, not without. And at some schools for this application cycle, 60 to 65% of the students that they just accepted were with scores. So I, I look at kids and go, I don't want you going into this process thinking, I'm a bad test taker. I'm not right. going. Instead, how can we get better at being successful on these tests? Jen, if we think about this, at state universities, students are going to have a midterm. They're going to have a final exam and maybe another paper. Mm-hmm. How can you say you're heading off to college, but you're not going to be great at taking tests when your midterm and your final are making up the bulk mm-hmm. of your grade for the entire semester. Right. We need to be we need to encourage our students to become more proficient and work on developing those skills so that they can have success in college. Makes sense. Testing. Makes sense. So another kind of burning question. When do they start looking for schools? I have seen kids in eighth grade looking at schools, which I, in my opinion, is a little early, but when should they start looking and kind of figuring out where to tour? So it's expensive, you know, expensive. Well, it is expensive. I mean, you know, you're flying, you're running cars. That's not a cheap date. And, and, you know, parents are taking time off from work to do that. Although I do just have to say as a side note, as a parent, that was some of the most fun one-on-one times that I had with my sons doing this. And I agree. I've, I've done it with my daughter and we went to a college where I'm like, she's never going to go here. But we went and we even interviewed for presidential scholarships and did that whole thing. And yeah, it's, it's so, I, I think the thing that's hard is I see kids change their minds a lot. You know, frequently end of sophomore year, beginning of junior year, I'm hearing there is no way I'm staying in state. There's no way I'm staying close to home. I'm going way far away. And I would have to say at least 50% of those kids end up staying in state because suddenly by senior year, they're like, I don't want to go that far. Away I know. I'm home. shocked that mine did. Mine did. It's like, um, no. <laughs> no. And, and, and I love that. So I, I see a lot of that. But the biggest thing I want to encourage kids to do is to become a consumer. They shouldn't be choosing colleges based on the fact that they're in the Big Ten or the ACC versus the, <laughs> the SAC. SAC. Yeah. And I have a lot of conversations with fathers about that, disturbingly. Um, my child needs to. I believe to, that. Yeah. It's, so that's why I still subscribe to Sports Illustrated. And I can stay up on those things um, so that I can hang with the dads and have those oh conversations. Gosh. But I want kids to start thinking about, okay, this is what I want to major in. Well, let's dig deeper. What does that curriculum look like in Mm -hmm. that major? Because don't tell me that here's what I want to do, but I hate math. Well, if you look to see all the math curriculum, you're going to have to Oh, gosh, right? And, and, And so they're not diving into it. They're starting to think that here's the major and here's my career. You know, I learned. So we have a Quest LinkedIn account. And we have hundreds of students that are in college and in jobs and careers that participate, that we connect with through LinkedIn oh, really? all the time that I just love. And we can go into a lot of depth on this, but think about what a great resource that mm-hmm. is for the kids in high school. But you right. know what? Jobs these days in this economy are not this straight path between 
I have this career and it leads me in a straight path to this job. So I want kids to be open about exploring majors. What does the curriculum look like? And don't make a decision on looking at colleges based on football teams or ego or prestige. Or school colors or or their food. No, it's (laughs) terrible. Because I'm telling you, I heard that. And I'm like, what? Oh, and I hate the dorms, so I won't. And and I just wrote an article for a magazine actually on college admissions that, you know, if we have time to get into it, I can talk a little bit about about that if you want to, too, because, you know, when when this shouldn't be about an ego trip, this shouldn't be about I got into this college. Right. With kids headed back to school, you may have a little extra time on your hands to clean out your closet and maybe theirs. Hey, maybe you even have time to redecorate your house. If you're wondering what to do with all that stuff that you've accumulated, bring it all to True Fashionistas or you can even ship it to them for free. They will sell your unwanted items for you and they take away all the hassle by doing all the work and all you have to do is sit back and collect your money. You can reach out to them online at truefashionistas.com, come into the store or check them out on Facebook or Instagram, and that is truefashionistas.com. Welcome back, friends. We're back in the studio with Sue Zumstein of Quest for Success, and we're talking about college, college, college. And we were just talking about the schools and when they should start looking at them and all that kind of stuff. But when they actually go to these visits, what should they be asking? I know I have been on college tours that are so bad where they have a freshman. This is the craziest part. A freshman giving you the tour. What does that freshman know? They just started, right? And then I've been on them where they've had, you know, a, an upperclassman give the the tour and it was amazing. So, I doesn't it change what, your impression oh as a parent? Gosh. It, it makes does. all the differences to who your tour guide is. Right. You ask a lot less questions because they probably answered most of them by I the ag- time you're done. I agree. So what we do with the students in junior year is I do an entire hour and a half with all of our students saying, here are the questions you need to ask on a college visit. And quite frankly, it's a page and a half. of Oh, my books. gosh. And I try to break it out as to housing, mm-hmm. life, food. I try to break it out into you know, broad questions. What do kids do here on the weekends? Um, we, I, I do admissions questions. And so I give the kids a cheat sheet. As you know, we had a college fair this year mm-hmm. and we had 51 colleges there. And I, I emailed all of my students, ninth through 12th. I said, remember to bring your cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. If you need another copy of it, here it is. Because if you're a parent, you're doing tours you know, say you fly up to Boston and you start, you're probably going to be doing four or five in a week. You are. And they all start to blend together. Mm -hmm. So I encourage kids to take a notebook. I encourage them to make notes, put your date down. What school am I at? And look at your cheat sheet. Here are the things I want to know about that. I was, I was the mom that whenever I did this with my kids, they were slinking to the back of the (laughs) the tour going, okay, why is she asking the person these questions? But, um, you know, kids need to become consumers. Mm-hmm. That's important right there. That, that is what you just said. They have to. They have to take ownership of this process. But, you know, I mean, there there are some, 
I am the twisted person who loves taking a week of my vacation <laughs> and I've drug my <laughs> husband. I, I drug him one time to 12 colleges and six days in three states. And he was such a trooper oh my gosh. navigating, taking pictures. But that is so valuable for me mm -hmm. then to be able to share with my parents and students. So we want kids asking tough questions and we want kids pulling the tour guides off script. And here's one thing I love to ask. I think every family should be saying to the tour guide, where else did you apply? And why did to you the choose? tour guide? Yes. Okay. And why did you choose to go to that That's a school? great question. I think every student they come into contact with, why did you choose to go here? Mm -hmm. If you had other choices, why here? And and that's kind of the things that you'll never see on the website. That's true. <laughs> you know, that's true. It's not statistical data, but it it can truly be an indication of is this where I'm going to be happy living for four years right. of my life? And will I be surrounded by people that are going to enrich my experience exactly. while I'm here? Because college is valuable because of what a student gets in the classroom. But it's also valuable because of the social skills that they're having to develop and dealing with the breadth of different people. Right. They're growing up. They're learning how to adult. Yes. Which is hard for the parents <laughs> to let them go and do that and make mistakes, but it's what they need to do. We try to send kids off with a, a bulleted point list of, it, it is astonishing to me the number of kids who've never done their own laundry. Or cook. Or cook or do dishes. Exactly. <laughs> and so, yes, there are, I, I will never forget when my son came home after his first semester and, you know, he obviously washed something red with his white things. <laughs> so we had a lot of pink clothing suddenly. And I thought, maybe I should have covered that, you know? That's funny. But try to think about that as a parent. Truly, what are they going to need to know besides just what they're doing in right. the classroom. You know, I found it interesting doing the whole college thing, uh, college tours, is when they step onto a campus, a lot of times they go, I don't, this is not for me. Mm. They get this feeling and they're tuned into that intuition, which as adults, we really should listen to more often than we do. Or they walk onto a campus and go, I take ex example of my daughter, right? Uh-huh. And you know, I want a small school. I don't want anything big, right? So we're touring all these small schools and we drive through the town of another very large SEC school. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're talking maybe 3,500 students to 35,000. Yes. Never would have looked at it if we wouldn't have driven through that town. And she went, I want to tour this school. 100%. We toured it. We walked on campus and she went... I belong here. A hundred percent. I unfortunately had the experience with my older son. We flew up to Boston and went to Boston University, which has a major highway running through the middle of campus. <laughs> and he, he's like, nope, not even getting out of the car. Yeah. Like, oh man, you know, we just got now to Boston. Now what are we going to do? Right, I know. So <laughs> thank goodness we had a few other tours set up. But I take your point a hundred percent. And then and then there's the time when you're driving off campus and you're in the car with your child and you're having to keep your mouth shut because I do not like this place. <laughs> I do not see my child there, but I don't want to. But thank goodness, in, in my instance, it took a half hour or 45 minutes, but I don't think I want to apply there. And I'm thinking, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's funny because we had the same experience. We went to a 
tour and my husband and I are looking at each other going, I hope she, because she'd already <laughs> been accepted. I hope she doesn't want to go to the school. And literally an hour down the road, it was like, yeah, I wasn't really feeling it. It felt meh. And so. it's hard to keep your mouth shut, but you want <laughs> yes. them to come to that conclusion. Right. And and as a parent, sometimes you have to have the courage to sort of back off and let that. The, exactly. Play out. We need a whole podcast on how the parents <laughs> should be dealing with all of this because it's also hard when your child gets a, a, awarded a ton of money at another school. And this other school that they really want to go to, they're not really given as much. And they choose the one, of course, that you're going to be paying more money for. Sure. But you feel like you can't, you know, they need to go where they want to go to and where they feel it's. But but that brings me back to what we talked about in an earlier podcast was that I strongly advise parents to have financial aid conversations mm-hmm. with students up front. And that's why I think it's important to be able to figure out how much money you will get from a college because there are certain colleges that only award money based on income. Mm-hmm. And depending on what your income is, that's going to determine, you know, I had a student a few years ago sitting in my office, got into this, this college, it was 82000 a year, just having a complete meltdown <laughs> of you need to take out these loans. You need to borrow mm-hmm. against the house, mom and dad. Oh, this is gosh. where I want to go. And it was heartbreaking to see her going through that, but more also to see her parents going right. through that. And and I think some appropriate conversations ahead of time as, as opposed to saying, well, just apply to the school. Let's see if you get right. in and we'll figure it out. Every time I hear that, I cringe. Yeah, I just cringe. That's not fair to anyone in the right. family. They need to do their prep work. 100%, the parents yeah. and the students. Absolutely. Well, it was so wonderful, again, having you on today as well. If our listeners would like to get a hold of you or Quest, how do they do that? So my email address is sue at questforsuccess.com. And if they go on to the Quest for Success website, onto the admissions page, my cell phone is on there, <laughs> um, which is good and bad, I guess. Um, so as, as I said, I won't give it out over the air, but I do encourage parents to reach out. Um, we're happy to hear from anyone, we will be closing enrollment probably the beginning of September for this upcoming school year, but we did open enrollment April 1st. And also, just as another side note, the latest we start with students is at the beginning of their junior year. Okay, that's important. Our, yeah, our SAT and ACT prep does start then, and it's very difficult to backtrack mm-hmm. and to get students caught up because that time. we can't cram for this. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Well, you are always a wealth of information for our listeners, and I appreciate it very much. And I appreciate all of our listeners for joining me today and every week here on The Fashionista Life, brought to you by True Fashionistas. If you want a deeper dive, head to my website, thefashionistalife.com, to sign up for my weekly newsletters where I take a deeper dive each week into a new topic. Have a fabulous day. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of The Fashionista Life. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Fashionista Life.